Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. What's up with you? What's going on? Let him know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up. I suggest you to run this live request. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Twanda's Live Request, a.k.a. TLR, a.k.a. TRL. I couldn't call it TRL anymore because I didn't want to get sued by uh, MTV. So I had to improvise uh, today. I'm joined by my homie Nick and the homie Dylan Stevenson. Welcome, bro. Welcome. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. Of course, bro. Of course. I'm happy to have you here. We're going to talk about music and shit. We're drinking our coffee. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about old Randy Savage promos. Yeah, I'm going to do a line of cocaine right now. Yo, I refuse. (laughs) I remember. You want a line? Here, take a line. Wow, he just did it. Oh, my God. What's happening? What is going on? It's like a radio show, right? We can make our own sound. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. But if you guys aren't familiar, this is the uh, radio advice show where you write write in your problems and I'll give you a song with solutions. All right. So with that in mind, let's get to our first user. This guy's all the way from Chicago. He wrote in and said, my ex is coming to visit me this weekend. And I don't know how I feel about that. So, I said, "Hmm, what's gonna? How do you do? What do you do when your ex is coming to see you? Like, because when you first with somebody, it's like you guys are together, and after a while, it's like it's kind of like a stranger in your life. Because <laughs> it's like you don't want to be, you don't want to associate with. Well, with me personally, if I like break up with somebody, I like just mute them, block them, all that. Shit. Like, like in my mind, you died. <laughs> <laughs> and not even like in a malicious way, but just being like I need so, closure in the yeah, world. Just, yeah, just yeah. having closure. So then when I see you, I could be like, oh, okay, and I could be like nice and cordial, and not be like weird and shit. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That's where I'm coming from. So I decided. To, also, since it's no rap November, I can't use any like. It's the law. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't use like. I can't use any future songs. I, future is great with this shit. <laughs> so instead, I decided to go back to the '80s by a group called Men at Work, and the song is called "Who Can It Be Now." Mm. Yo. I swear to God, the '80s was like it was a great time to be a jazzy white guy with a saxophone. <laughs> if you watch the video, the nigga, the guy, the nigga leans into the shit. I was like, damn. After you watch that shit, you can understand why Bill Clinton won on Arsenio with the saxophone. You're like, oh, it's a powerful my. instrument. It's a it's a powerful ass instrument. Uh, yeah, I, I, earlier today I was uh, watching the video for uh, Spandu Ballet True. I don't know how to say their name. What the fuck is that, that? Song, that song True was like. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just got a hard ass saxophone riff in it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was the like, saxophone. Yeah. It was killing it. It was killing it back then. No, I don't think it was just one dude that was like racking up. It was like, oh, I'm booked on this uh, men at work, and then I'm booked <laughs> on this other track. Bruh. Doing man. careless whisper later on. I don't know what it is. I think it's because they've all been to jail, but like Australian white people have so much like soul. <laughs> <laughs> they've all been to jail. Well, they, it, 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 the uh, island was founded on like they, you can't it, it, live it was, here it anymore. Was, it, was all, it was all it was all jail niggas. That, that <laughs> island was all jail. It was all convicts, bro. So it's like Australians are like either like hella aggressive or hella cool. And like like why would a white person be playing the saxophone like this? <laughs> Listen. to Talking about his mental health and shit. Listen, it's uh, right. it's important to to, to maintain. You know? 
Maybe men at work should be working on themselves. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's what they well, meant. Yeah, maybe that's wow. what they meant. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to work on yourself. Cause like, so like, with that said, to bring it back to my friend in Chicago, you know, I mean, your ex might be coming, but as long as you worked on yourself, as long as you're solid, you shouldn't be too worried about that shit, right? You can hear it. Like, yes, there's an anxiety of the person coming to the door or whatever, but the song's about them preparing for this shit. I mean, if, if, if you're at work, then coming into your space, that's a construction site. So, yes. you know, everybody be on your on your P's and Q's. Keep your helmet on. Stay steel toe boots. Steel toe boots. Stay out of, <laughs> stay out of restricted zones. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got no more construction metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I burned out pretty fast there. Yeah, but it was, it was, impre- it was impressive. It was impressive. I was with you. I was with you the whole time, bro. About to get cartoonish, like on some yeah. uh, Mr. Magoo walking on girder stuff, but yeah. you know. But <laughs> but yeah, that was Men at Work. Uh, who can it be now? Men at Work is described as new wave pop rock or reggae rock. Who said that? Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I saw that shit, I was like, oh, next I'm livid. <laughs> yeah, you should be. I am so upset. Greatest of reggae rock. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this is the greatest reggae rock of all It's on a time. compilation somewhere. It's on some playlist. It's a compilation no. of one song. That. <laughs> no, reggae rock, the definition of reggae rock is literally, it's like the whitest thing I've ever read. <laughs> Reggae rock is a subgenre of reggae fusion and rock music that primarily uses the genres reggae, rock, and ska. Uh, the term reggae rock has been used to categorize bands like The Police, Sublime, Sublime with Rome, Pepper, Slightly Stupid, <laughs> The Expendables, Dirty Head, and 311. I'm like, oh my god, this cul-de-sac ass shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know how you learn something new every day? And Some days you don't need to learn anything. Yeah, I didn't need this information. I, I didn't know. I need. I need. I need this either. Like, what the fuck? Ah, <laughs> oh, I didn't need to hear that. Yes, you did. You said it to all of us. I did say it. <laughs> you said it to all of us. You didn't have to. Nobody's pushed. All right, all right. With that said, let's get let's get on to our next segment. Okay, Dylan. I asked you about like what's a, fa- a song you like a lot right now, and at first you said "Kiss by- Kiss from a Rose" by Seal. Because uh, I feel like that would you know that's an amazing. It's my favorite karaoke song because it mm. crushes every time. Like whether you know the words or not, people can join in on the. Like you know, was I'll... that like that? That's a song from Batman, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, the Batman Forever mm-hmm. soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack was so much better than the movie. Whoa, but... whoa, whoa! I mean, yeah, because yeah. it's an amazing soundtrack. Yeah, also an amazing film. No, <laughs> the, the soundtrack's right, but it's like, but it's fun. it's fine. But then, like, you hit me up this morning. And you're like, actually, can I take that back? Can I say on our own? And I was like. The Bobby Brown, the Bobby Brown song off the Ghostbusters Two soundtrack. I got a thing for and, movie soundtrack music, and I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> I know soundtracks are low key dope as shit, bro. As we cue this up, I gotta say, soundtracks sometimes are like when the soundtrack is better than the movie. Like my one of my favorite albums of all time is the Superfly soundtrack. Oh mm. yeah, <laughs> that because like it's all because that, that that whole soundtrack is just like it's the exact opposite of the movie. It's just a bonus Curtis Mayfield album, exactly. <laughs> Also, side note, the Wild Star November in December, I'm gonna go back to this because they made a remake of the Superfly movie, right? Yeah. They made a remake. We don't have to acknowledge that. Yeah, but yeah, but the soundtrack to that was that was a a bonus future album. Okay. And it's no, it's actually it is actually it's like it's one of my favorite future albums. Period. I think I was just upset that that was the parallel to Curtis Mayfield. It is. It is. It is. (laughs) You call him Future Hendrix, calling him (laughs) Nate Davis or whatever Mayfield, bro. But fuck that. Let's get back to it. Uh, uh, Let's play a Ghostbusters two, a uh, Ghostbusters two on our own by Bobby Brown. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, this song's amazing, bro. 
I love like the hook and the chorus of this shit. You can't hear me shimmying. <laughs> oh, you can. Shimmy. Oh my god. Ghostbusters what, 2. What part of the movie did they find the use for this song? He's, I have, he's in the second Ghostbusters movie. As who? He's one of he's like he lets them into the hotel at some point. Like there was big integration with Bobby Brown and Ghostbusters Yo. 2. He's canon in the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, you gotta you gotta watch the the music video for this shit too. Is um crazy because like you watch it and it's like Bobby Brown. It's like it's in New York, right? It's yeah. like it's like a love letter to old New York. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the train and it's like you see like a phone booth and like you see Bobby Brown just in the phone booth. No, like on, he's, he's like what's he's, like, he's like projected on the uh, project, project, he's, he's projected like on, on building. Yeah, and then and Rick, Rick Moranis is like, who's that? <laughs> and then there's like clips of the movie. But the the, the one thing that's horrible about the video now, yes. is because it's old New York. Yes, Donald Trump is in it. He walks <laughs> out. He just walks out. And he like looks up like what's going on, and it's like damn. I think I the first time I watched the video after the election, and I saw him in that video was the first time I was like, oh yeah, he's also been in like so much pop culture. I can't mm-hmm. divorce him from yeah, exactly. You can't forever. Yeah. It's like uh, you can't do that shit. But look, look, listen to this shit, bro. Listen, Bobby Brown gave us an amazing jam, and the the rap at the end of it gives you the entire plot of the Ghostbusters movie. Like that's yes, double it service. Does, it does. It does my favorite thing that like Will Smith does, where he'll rap the entire plot of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Brown does that on this song, and I think it's it might be, I think it's before any of that. This might be the the grandfather of rapping the plot of a movie. Yo, speaking of Will Smith rapping out the soundtrack, I have a conspiracy theory Please. that uh, Will Smith low key destroyed Cisco's career. <laughs> wow! Because this, uh, you have I, bad words to say about the Wild Wild West. <laughs> oh no, I'll say I'll say this because. Alright, so that movie which is already on doomed ground because they because at first people were like, Hey yo, Will, you want you to be in this movie about computers and shit called The Matrix and Will was just like, Nah, I gotta be in Wild Wild West <laughs> And then like he, he and he believed in it so much because like you saw like the like 'cause Men in Black Men in Black theme song, whatever. Like he tried, but in Wild Wild West he was giving his all cause it was, oh, like, cause yeah. he was he was hyped. It was like this is the first song West I, Jim West yeah. Desperado and, Rough and, Rider. No, you don't want not I know the whole yeah, exactly so do I. I I love that song and I realized I like, go back to it I was like this is cause this is the only song in Will Smith's entire catalog where he can talk about shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He's so, and you can see he's so amped to be like, I get to talk about shooting guns. I get to be a gangster for once. He even you don't want to see the hand with my hip. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. The, it, it was threats. He was like, yeah, oh, that's he right. Wanted to that's do that same, forever. That's the same thing when he talked about he don't smoke. It's like it's, it's, it's for cigars, but yeah, I don't yeah, light, light it. it. Yeah. Like, he's like, I got, I keep that thing on me, but I'll never <laughs> shoot it. Exactly. You. But it was I'll like, never shoot it. But it was like kind of like he was, he was getting there. But the next thing you know, you hear Cisco on the hook. And he's Cisco was like, this is, no, this is my song now. Oh yeah. And because uh, in, in, in a video, what's called Will Smith is dressed like a you know, straight up cowboy, leather, all this shit. And then Cisco has on like a leather vest, and silver <laughs> hair, and he's like got like he's doing like Spider Man poses. We're lucky he didn't have assless chaps. We're lucky. Yeah, he might have. And it was like like he overshadowed Will the entire song. And then that and that movie flopped. I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like Will like I like Will, but I feel like you know, part of him was like, you know what? If Cisco wasn't on that fucking song, that's so out of spite. He's uh, like, I want his career done. Yeah, I want his career done. And then what did he do after? <laughs> yeah, because because Enter because Enter the Dragon came out. He was huge. Then he disappeared for so long. 
I feel like Will Smith had a hand in that shit. <laughs> his hand was at his hip. Yeah. Well then, no, well, then maybe we shouldn't be talking about it. You know, I don't want to get vanished under the red under the red table nah. conversation. Yeah, I don't, yeah. At, we're, we're, actually, we're, at a red t- we're actually at a red table oh right my now. Gosh, this is oh, all. Oh, oh no! They've been the Will comes in. Ah, I found you. I found you. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> this is I don't want to see your hand where your hip is at. <laughs> Yo, but alright. So anyway, on our own, off the. G- I love that song. Bro. Oh, oh, can we get to the? Bo- can I just hear the Bobby Brown rap one time? Can we? Is it too late to to get back oh, to yeah, it? No, let's, let's, let's get back to it. Yeah, okay. Even though it's no, it's no rap November, but Bobby Brown. Listen, I have, as a, as a Bostonian who's also had a Gumby for a long period of time, I had a Gumby for a while. I mean, I'll just do it myself. Too hot to handle, too <laughs> cold to hold. We'll call the Ghostbusters in. We're in control. Yeah. It started a party for a bunch of children. Well, all the while, slime was under the building. So so they packed up the shit, got a group, got equipped, got their proton packs out the back, and they dipped. Ugh. Found out about Beagle, the master, master evil. evil. Trying to battle my boys? It's, it's not, not legal. legal. No. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go now. No. Uh, that's all That's all I was here to do today. That song, I love yeah, I love that song. I want to I trick an Ecto Cooler, like, right now. <laughs> it's still good. When, when, yeah. when they came back out with the, uh, the, the reboot with yeah. the women, they brought back Heisey Ecto Cooler for a bit, and I, like, ordered a pack off Amazon. Is it still good? And I cherished it. It's, I mean, it's still the exact same. Yeah, but It's probably not, you know, good, but I still I mean, drank yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but anyway... With that, does that song? Do you don't, do you like mostly associate that song with Ghostbusters too, or just like anything else? Uh, yeah, generally Ghostbusters too. I mean, just the general love of Bobby Brown because that uh, that's one of the most Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown songs there yeah, is. There, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dancing, he's rapping. He, you know, they play that verse the same like twice in that song in some versions. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's. You know, he he should have had more movie soundtracks. Like he was supposed to be, I think he was supposed to be Powerline and like a goofy movie. He was but not, then, that, that's 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 definitely was supposed to be. It's not supposed to be Tevin Campbell. Yeah, it was supposed <laughs> to be like him, but I'm sure like his Bobby Brown. This made Disney go. Yeah, exactly. Yo, that makes yeah, that's perfect. That makes perfect sense because everything about Powerline, none of that says Tevin Campbell. <laughs> no, none of that says Can We Talk. <laughs> Which I listened to that song earlier today, and like at the end of it, he gets super aggressive. <laughs> That's you know you don't write a yeah, song. Yeah, I mean, the, can we talk, right? Oh, I thought you were talking about the end of the power line song. Yeah, I was yeah, like, what? Yeah. Which no, line no, is he no, Can we talk? When he's like, you better give, you know, give me your number. You better give me your name. You better give me your name. And he's like, starts, he starts growling. If you write a song trying to ask somebody if you can talk, that's already really aggressive. Like you could have just asked. No, like, hey, can, yeah. we, can we talk? But no, you had no. A, you got in the studio. You wrote a song. You sang it. But it's te- <laughs> but, but te- no, but Tevin Campbell was like a sweetheart. He was in Fresh Prince of Bel Air when he walked in, saying "Happy Birthday" to Ashley and shit. That was he was acting. He was acting. He was, he was acting. acting. Nah, he's like Tyler Campbell's a very sweet guy. Like even like on Twitter, like I think like no, it's his fault. Cisco doesn't have a career. You need to see my conspiracy board. <laughs> I don't, I don't have Campbell. one. I'm actually going to do another line of coke. <laughs> Radio show. Radio show. <laughs> well, actually, the real the real Tyler Campbell's career is that there are a lot of there was a lot of gay rumors about him. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sorry about spreading those. I yeah. feel, I feel <laughs> that's, bad. That's all I feel you, bad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, hey, yeah. Pe- people, you know, people should have been able to be out and free uh, as much as they want to. Exactly. Imagine, the, imagine, imagine the art we could have got. Could have got some. Imagine the art. sassier "Can We Talk" that we could have gotten. Yeah, power line would have been power bottom. <laughs> 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 still do oh that was that, like, alright but anyway let's get, let's get getting back to fucking <laughs> oh getting back to getting back to Bob getting back to Bobby bro I have an opinion cause I'm a cause I'm a Bostonian or whatever. I love Bobby bro I read did you do that did you do this autobiography no I did not it's actually like it's really good it's crazy to think because at one point he really was like the biggest like 
Yeah. He, he was he was the biggest thing out. But like he became a punchline because you know drugs and shit. But like he really like he had so many hits. Like he broke out a new edition, which was a which is I think in my opinion one of the top three black boy bands. He was New Jack Swing. Like yeah, he he was New Jack Swing. Like New Jack Swing didn't get long enough of a run in the mainstream. It, it didn't. Like, but I, I, everyone knew Bobby. Yeah. But then it was like, and he like, he's just like, he's super talented. Everybody was like, he was selling so many fucking records. And now I think like, it's what, 20 years later, people were just like, ugh, Bobby Bryant. That's not. He's, he's had periods. I mean, even, even there were periods where he was a joke where he's still like him and Whitney, when they had the reality show, they were still influential and like, exactly. And yeah, like, it was trendsetting. And like having catchphrases and you know, people. Yeah. It's just wild. I think it's like, yeah. And he was yeah, also, yeah, he married the, arguably the greatest singer of all time. And she was all because she was in all of his star his star power. Listen, you know, and then like yeah, but you know, shit happens. But I think Bob, you know, Bobby's like uh, Bobby's a legend in my eyes. I mean, he's still a legend. You know, he 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 jumped out of that helicopter in, and, uh, in, in the Thug Loving video. In the Thug Loving video. Oh my like, god, yo, that was him kicking kicking back into relevance. That's like, one of my that's one of my favorite. Fuck, I was thinking about that song for like three hours today because <laughs> I couldn't listen to it. Because no matter no matter, but I was like. Because I, I remember, you to, you, I can. You want me to rap it for you? No, 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 no rap it. Because just do all the Bobby raps. My my favorite shit. My favorite shit in that video. Because it wasn't even just a video. I saw the. Uh, you remember how on MTV they used to have making the video, and then there was like the uh, BET version, like backstage or whatever. <laughs> and the BET version was always like. It was a little bit janky, but it was also cool because you'd see different artists you'd never see on MTV doing that shit. And they did a they did the behind the scenes of that video, and the optimism that Ja Rule had. <laughs> like this song is a guaranteed hit because you could see in his eyes it's like 50's just been in his fucking head 50 <laughs> took his entire career and he was like I got an idea Herb was like yo we gonna get Bobby Brown on the hook for this song about I mean, part of part of Ja Rule's story seems to be just misplaced optimism here and there, or just or just <laughs> oh, just making big big swings at things. Like not even just Fire Festival. Remember when Nas was on the record label for like a week, and they were they had that one song together, and they were like, "Murder Inc. and uh, and, and, and Nas, yeah. we gonna do this forever." No, nope. it was like, "Nah, we're done." <laughs> even clap that, we gonna clap that, we gonna clap. It's like I didn't do shit. I got a hundred guns, a hundred clips. There's no, no one right. has that in a New okay. York apartment. But That's <laughs> too much. No one has the storage space for that right. that, that kind of firepower. That song. <laughs> that's I swear to God, if if Ja stopped it, that Ja like almost he almost he almost made a comeback with that song because when that song came out, it wasn't about Ja. Fifty didn't care about Ja dissing him. It was that Fat Joe and Jadakiss were on that shit. So then Fifty Fifty heard that shit and he dissed Fat Joe, and then Fat Joe clapped back at him, and then like and then J- he dissed Jadakiss. Jadakiss clapped back at him. Next thing you know, the streets were on their side New York needs more unity exactly rap. yeah it was it wasn't it was it was hell unity against 50 because they saw like yo 50 this is the, you're, you're the problem but after that like these because but this, the streets the streets fuck with Jada and Fat Joe but the streets weren't fucking with uh, Ja Rule like that I mean I guess the lesson is you have to do it on your own <laughs> you gotta take control you gotta take control of your career there comes a time in our past. lives <laughs> You gotta, gotta take control. All right. Gotta, gotta take control. All right, next segment. Too hot to handle. I asked you. <laughs> you I asked keep you talking to him and I'll stop. I had a segment. I asked, actually asked you a question about, like, what you're going through right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you said the problem that you're going through is that your nose hairs are growing 
too fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I relate to a lot. I didn't. I didn't know anybody else relate. Like I, Dog, I tried to give you like a range of issues, and like that was on one one end of the spectrum. But that was something that resonated with you. And yeah, I it resonated with me a lot because I was just like, bro, I go through that. Sh- it, it's annoying. Like, because when I was younger, I was like, I don't give a shit. It's my nose here. But then it's like, I woke up one day and my nose was just stuffy. But I was like, it's not fucking. Like, I feel like I pick my nose more. I'm like, this is just like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, it's like, it's like little, you know, boogers be like repelling out of my nose. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it's like, like, like they're like they're navy seals and it's like <laughs> bro i did it for like i did it for like a whole like maybe like a vanity issue of like all right i gotta make sure my nose hair because in, in, in every like cartoon or like in shows like all right i got ready for the date i trim my nose hairs and everyone's like haha that's a joke and i was like do you have to trim your nose hairs so uh-huh. I used, and then i realized like women don't care about that shit yeah, i'm no I, yeah, i'm probably the only one I, don't, I think i'm the only one that cares but what, what it is for me is you see you have a, a beautiful beard i'm upset that the only facial hair <laughs> i have comes out of my nostrils like that's if I wanted my beard to connect, I would need to let my facial hair, my, nose hair, my nose hair continue out, and then like the baby hair grease. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, you know what? bro. That's actually that's that's the look. I might go down to Atlanta and see if somebody can hook that up. <laughs> if anybody can do it anywhere, it might be there. Uh, that's the look, bro. But I, but I appreciate that that you know you 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 was being vulnerable with me about. Oh that, yeah, of man. course. Because like I was I did a lot because I thought about the shit from my perspective. I was just like I need to trim it because I just felt them like growing and shit. But also I was thinking like women aren't really like concerned with it, so I'm not it's, like it's not about women, man. Do it, it no, for you. Yeah, no, but it's like yeah, I do. But but the reason I started trimming my nose hairs was for women. Okay, well, and then I like and then like I, I hope I, it makes you happy. It does. It does okay. because now because I'm thinking like oh when I, when I trim these shits I can breathe again like I need to get I need to actually get like a double A battery for my nose hair trimmer because my shit died. Oh, you got a you got a joint? What do you what do you use? What do you I got some shit off Amazon that was like ten dollars. Right, I've gone I've, I've gone through like four. I'll be getting in there with like just like a kitchen knife. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you, bro? <laughs> I'm kidding. That's 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 horrific. Uh, yeah, but it is. Alright <laughs> Speaking of that though I, Cause I was like This is gonna be hard I'm gonna find, I was like How am I gonna find a song for this And then I was like Oh shit I found it like immediately <laughs> You did too like, You did text back like a second later A second like, later oh, Cause I was thinking about it And it's just like Cause nose hairs from what They bother me It's like you know Just the idea of breathing You know what I mean Like how <laughs> important like air is and shit So like I chose a song by Phil Collins <laughs> His debut single In the air of the night you gotta play this shit, bro. You this know, song's a fucking banger. And just because it's Phil Collins? <laughs> <laughs> just do one more. Just do one more. Round it. Rule of three. Yeah, yo. We'll talk. This is a, this is his debut single. When, like, before, because he was in that band Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. Then he left. This is his solo single. And he wrote this song as he was going through a divorce. Ooh. So it's like, it's just, imagine this being your first song. Like, I broke, I broke away from the group optimism and it's like this song about just like foreboding like something's gonna happen yeah this shit is mad ominous it's hella ominous bro but it's slapped too it's fucking it's, <laughs> it slaps hard it's, you ever heard like the uh the legend the urban legend about this shit no, tell me. about how like the song is because he wrote the song about, did the lights just get darker in here a little oh bit my gosh. <laughs> but, but like the urban legend is that like while he says the song's about like i was going through a divorce this was in my this was this was going on like this the song's about his like his relationship falling apart but the, le- the legend is that he watched the guy drown and let it happen. Anybody can get it. I don't know. Yeah. And the legend actually, the legend spread because um, that was part of it. But then like Eminem said it in the song Stan. 
Like when it, when Stan is driving to the fucking bridge, which is weird. Tonight, like Phil Con- oh. Yeah, which is weird that like that song's about a fan going absolutely crazy and killing his pregnant girlfriend because he wants attention from Eminem. Like he doesn't even like he doesn't even want to like. It's like and and now it's in the lexicon. We like, say it all the oh, time. Oh, like Stan. Like, no, you know what Stan is? It's like he didn't like he didn't even, he didn't want to fuck. He didn't want to fuck Eminem. He said we should be together. Why? What is doing what? I say that to friends all the time. You know, no, homeboys. Like, hey, we should be together. Yeah, but like that's your homie. <laughs> but like a strange person, like yo, I, I, like nothing gay. But like I just want to be next to you every single day. Like I wish it was gay at that point. Like <laughs> let's have like just like you want to be you want to be in my presence, just staring at me, just there, cutting myself, getting the same tattoos you got. <laughs> I mean, and also, he was writing a letter with pencil. Yeah, that's the most disturbing part. I think. <laughs> you, 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 think you think Stan, you think Stan had a rough draft? <laughs> they nah, I can't say that. No, this is crazy. I can't. Yeah, write I that. Oh we God. should be together too. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna send that is, one. There it is. There it is. <laughs> what if he sent some letters to other artists too, and they just like they also just ignored him? It was like, what if? What if he was also like a Christina Aguilera fan? He Dear Paul it. Abdul, I really like your music. What's yeah. MC Scatcat up to? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he wrote to like eight people. That's the only one he heard back from. Just, shoot, just shooting that shot. Do you think, you know? yo, do you think, what if, it, what if it's like they all wrote back to him, but he was dead by that point? <laughs> No, sorry, I, they I, all got. They all, got probably, how to mail a they letter. all probably responded kindly. They were probably like, you know what? Thank you, Stan. Thanks yeah. for being a fan. Here's a picture. Here's P.S. Like, we mm. should. We, P.S. We should be together. Yeah. Love Buster Rhymes. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, shit. You're part of the Flip Mode Squad now, yes. and yeah. Flip Mode is the greatest. So that means you're the greatest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I heard Eminem didn't sign your cousin's, uh, your, your little brother's hat at the concert. Well, I'll meet your little brother right now. And you know what? And you know what that hat is now? It's a MAGA hat. Exactly. So yeah. maybe yeah. if Eminem hadn't assigned had assigned it, the kid wouldn't be voting yeah. for Trump. That doesn't track logically. Yeah, it doesn't. You but see where I was going. I see what you're saying. In the air tonight, bro. How do you feel about that shit, bro? Oh, it's yeah. Uh, it's an honor to have that associated with uh, my darkest struggle. Uh, it's, it's, it's similar to what Phil was going through. Uh, I think that's an appropriate comparison. Yeah, it is. I think I, I feel. I feel like it's also just like you D- know, divorcing me from breath. You know, yeah, yeah divorcing you from breath. And it's just like it's not like because I feel like with the idea of the nose hair and shit. Well, that's funny, but it's also just this idea of just like as we grow older and shit. I know as we grow older, it's like your your ear hair starts growing, your nose hair starts growing. And it's just like. You're aging, and you can't really stop that shit. You can just feel it coming, bro. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah that's all. Like all you can do is like all. That's all you can say about aging. Like I, it's coming. Like you can't fight. You can't fight that shit. You We're, can't stop. You can like pretend like oh I'm in control of it, but you're not in control of your aging. It's just like like that's how life works. You're not in control of your aging, but you are in control of your growth. Exactly. Wow. Wow. Yes, you can feel that coming. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I can subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Word. Word. So uh, we went through one early uh, request from somebody. Now I want to ask you to help me with this next one because I'm trying to figure out what to say to this person. Okay. okay. So I looked through all of our requests. Yes, tell me yes, which yes. one did you like? Uh, I don't know. I just have it. Sometimes well, he does that. Listen, things do things. Uh, I think uh, I get too heated uh, on other people's behalf. Yeah, that was one. Yeah. I get too heated on other people's behalf. Uh, my friend that lives in Queens. Um, yeah, that's like weird to be like I'm a fight for somebody that's not ready to fight for themselves. I mean, you know, hey, that's 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 what some some overzealous friends are for. That's why you keep like one friend who's just 
you can you can tell them to calm down, but sometimes they'll just go wild if you don't yeah. if you don't if you don't reel them in or something. I had a friend once who said to me like he was like yo, he said he, like, he was being dead ass serious. He was like, I have friends that I haven't spoken to in like years, but they don't know that like I've like fought for them on their behalf. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been out and somebody's like talk shit about them, and I'm like, what you say about them? And I was like, damn, bro. At first, I was like, what the? F-? I didn't, I didn't comprehend the idea of loyalty. And then one day, one night, I was watching um, the show Cartel Crew on VH1, right? Because <laughs> I watched all that. I watched all that, like, like Black Ink, Love and Hip Hop. Well, not as much anymore because they both got really, really trash. But Cartel Crew, which is basically about the sons and daughters of cartel members. Yeah, yeah they should be on TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk about like, well, my like, and they're all just like, well. I never knew my dad was selling all that cocaine and then one day he got arrested and it like really it really really hurt and it was sad and some of them were just like some of them were legitimately like yo I sold I was in a drug game for a long time and I'm trying to turn my life around and some are just like I thought it was cool so <laughs> and that's the range that's the range yeah. of experience now, so representation matters yeah it does now I'm gonna get deep into like uh their lore or whatever, but the main character that shit to me is this girl named Tattoo Baby, right? <laughs> Tell me more. Yes, she's like she's cool. I like I like her because she's like she's a tattoo artist, and um, she actually dated Caesar from Black Ink for a little bit. That's how, that was the first like, her time in like BH1 or whatever. But anyway, she dated she she's out here and she has all of her friends and stuff. She's trying to keep her shit together, and like her dad was murdered by a cartel member, so like she's trying to like process process it the right way. She has a friend named Stephanie, who like I think she's trying to be signed on Young Money which is horrible foresight that like <laughs> they don't pay people but whatever so she's trying to get signed and they got into an argument because Stephanie went to her uh, tattoo baby's baby's daddy's uh, fitness like his like gym or whatever and cussed him out about like how she doesn't trust him so she was mad at why'd you, why'd, you, why'd you get so mad on my behalf for that shit and she was like I don't know it's just because we're friends and then like they stopped talking then one night tattoo baby's out and she sees this girl who was talking shit about uh, Stephanie last year she said her dad was a snitch oh no come on tattoo baby and tattoo baby's looking at this girl tattoo, like I don't know who you are but fuck cool, you keep it cool tattoo said, baby nah, and she was like yo so do this, why are you out here talking shit about my friend no, and then in the green screen she's just like look me and Stephanie aren't talking right now but when I see somebody who disrespected her like that don't I have to stand by my friend don't do this tattoo baby and I was like that is that's if it's one thing you could say about tattoo baby yes tattoo baby is loyal Hella loyal, bro. <laughs> tattoo baby, don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I focus tattoo baby, bro. Like she's fine. She's like, no, she's a great tattoo artist. Shout out to tattoo baby. She's fucking fantastic. But anyway, that's what I think of. I'm thinking like getting mad for somebody else on somebody else's behalf and shit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like you don't have to do that shit. I get that you're trying to be loyal, but it's like you don't need to show your friendship that way. Yeah. You don't gotta be like, oh, the enemy of my enemy is also my enemy. Like no, you can be like the enemy of my friend is like somebody that I don't fuck with I'm like I'm gonna I'm a suss them out and see what's going on unless it's like some serious shit I mean you know you just, that's just somebody watching your back that you didn't know about like what what happened when there was only one pair of footprints in the in the sand that's when I was kicking somebody's that's ass and it came 30, 30, 30 feet down the beach you know <laughs> He's always fighting on the beach, bro. I Jesus with his finger in someone's face, and you bet not talk about my disciple. Jesus Damn. always be fighting. <laughs> Jesus always be fighting. Every time we go out, Jesus, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, damn. All right. So, what song do you have for this? Uh, well, uh, heated on somebody else's behalf. I think the the thing that popped into my head that was not rap was yes. uh, uh, Erica Badu Tyrone, because that's her like. 
talking to her homegirl about like you know you better get your man like uh, being invested in somebody else's relationship a little too much that's uh, real bro that's a good that's a good choice I mean I, you know I bangs with the song mm-hmm. and it's like you know hey, let them figure their relationship <laughs> out you know? I love Eric Vandu's music it's weird because like I don't listen to it like often but I've been to her concert and that shit is incredible she puts on a good show yeah she puts on a great and it's not even like she's doing too much it's just that like she tried, she connects with the audience. Yeah, she lets she lets you know. There's there's always a part when she takes the hair off. And yes. it's always it's always a crowd favorite. Uh, you, 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 I think that was the first time I realized she had a wagon on her. Like seeing oh, her yeah. live, I was like, Oh my god, that's what, what she's Erica about doing up there. Oh my god, why? Yeah, what is she about doing to me? I'm gonna stop making that pun. I'm gonna stop doing that. Do another fake line of cocaine. One more for the road. Oh no, I knocked it off the table. I'll pick it up later. Alright bro <laughs> But yeah bro that Eric, Eric Badu was nice And it's weird like Not weird But it's, it's fascinating To see like Her impact On newer artists Oh yeah Like Ari, Ari Lennox Summer Walker This group Lion Babe I listening to like, oh, I love Lion Babe Oh we said we, we, Yeah we yeah, yeah, yeah It's the at a concert Yeah Like Lion Babe I was like, a creep I like spotted you in the distance And, and, I, was yeah, like, and I was like Wait what And I was like Cause you're on a date And I was like where are, I was like Where are you bro Yeah but uh you look good that night. Yeah, dude, bro. I want, I want to be. We should be together. We should. We should. We should, we should, we should, we should <laughs> be together, bro. But yeah, bro. Eric Badu's impact is so crazy. You can hear that shit throughout so many people's music. It's that idea of just like this, like fairy. I mean, that's the that's also been the joke about her. Like any anybody that she's dated or been with, like Badu. I mean, uh, three thousand common Jay Electronica, like that's like her influence on men like you know it's so it make you know it, it would it's only evident that it would go through her music too exactly so it's like it's uh, she's actually she's, she's she's gonna go down as one of the most influential like uh female artists i think i think one of my favorite things about her is that uh that that mixtape she did uh with their phone number and shit phone, but it was like it was inspired by like drake doing hotline bling and then she had like fake ass drakes on the album it's like you know Drake would have been dying to actually get on one of these songs. Oh my god, he would have killed. And there's like there's like two fake rapper, the two rappers who sound just like Drake on two of those songs. Oh, and it's yeah. not him. I die every time. Yeah, she does what she wants. Yeah. And um, let's play Tyrone a little bit. You want to do this? Okay. Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. You, you she's also show. like hilarious. If you're watching, yeah, you seen you seen her in concert, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hilarious. Sisters, how y'all feel? Brothers, y'all all right? I'm all right. Yeah. Right. She checks in with you. See how y'all yeah. Yeah. Did we all start taking our shirts off at the same time? <laughs> I think this, we is did. this is incredible, <laughs> audience. We just got real sexy. In here. Yeah, no, our concerts are sexy. You should. People, oh my god. Just, I remember seeing her in uh, Dave Spell's block party. I'm upset I wasn't at that concert. Yeah, I get every time I watch it, I'm like, fuck, I wish I was there, but I was like, I was 16. <laughs> if that. This is just like it's so crucial, bro. It's like who are all these other people? It's like hey, don't don't worry about them. That's the crew. That's the yes. posse. You know, they're just coming to roll through. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is um, what's you call it? You remember next Friday? Uh, Sticky Fingers, who I always forget he's in that movie. What's he? Where is he? He's Debo's brother or Debo's cousin. Oh, yeah. 
Listen, he be popping up. He was Blade for a little bit. He know? was. He, he, oh he was. He was Blade for a little bit. But, like, also, that thing about Sticky Fingers, he's not. He wasn't bad. He was actually. He, he was, but in next Friday, he's, he sings this song at one point. <laughs> I'm, gonna have to re- I'm gonna have to revisit next Friday. Yo, remember like, cause like, all right, this is right after the part. No, this is like right after uh, John with this boom gets the burrito, right? <laughs> R.I.P. John with this boom. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. John with this boom. And then like he, he like and then like the uh, Debo and his co- and his brother call. Uh, they call the taco shop and they say Craig's in trouble. And it's a who and the taco shop who, who said this? They go, you better call on Tyro. <laughs> And then Devo slaps him, and then Sticky Fingers says, "Man, fuck you! I got I got hit you in the fucking eye, knock that eye straight." <laughs> and then after that, we have one of the greatest songs to ever be in a movie. Put some hot sauce on my burrito, baby. <laughs> I say that shit every single time I eat a burrito, dog. I think that, I think I won at the Academy Awards it, with that song. Oh my god, it, it did, it did. <laughs> yeah, John with this spoon, like just got out. They said thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. Shout out to Ice Cube. Shout out to uh, who's the director of that movie? Uh, uh, F- uh, shout out to F. Gary Gray. No, I think that was uh, what's the dude? What's uh, the guy who's been complaining? Martin Scorsese. Director. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Martin Scorsese. Shout out to Martin Scorsese. Shout out to Martin Scorsese. Scorsese did the same. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate everything. Uh, <laughs> bang, bang, bang. I like, I, that's that's my favorite. I wish he, I, I wonder if he did like subtle bang bang bangs around like that. I hope in the memorium this year that whoever <laughs> and a special twenty one bang bang salute <laughs> to uh, John. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> but it's solemn bang. bang bang. That's if they had let me plan the memorial. Yo, I would if that, if that happened. I would. I think I would have cried like legitimately. Yeah, it would have been a travesty. It would have been, tra- it would have been beautiful, bro. It's like, why did they do this? Why did they do this shit? But yeah, so uh, call on Tyrone. This is like, yeah, this is a great song. Like, where it's basically like, I feel that this is kind of embracing the idea. Of, like, yes, you get passion for other people because you're a good friend. You know, you're not like you're trying not to be a fake person, and you want to stick up for your friends when they're in distress. Yeah. But sometimes I think you gotta you gotta ask yourself like, are you sticking up because you know how they would feel? Because how you you're wondering how you would feel if this was me, because what makes you mad, what makes me mad, might be two completely different things. And I'm like, you know what, I'm letting this go. But if you see me like just stressed out and I can't fight for myself, then you'll step in. You just can't assume that like I'm this this one thing that's happening really pissing me off like that. You know what I mean? I think like when I the only thing that makes me mad is when I buy a thing of fruit and then like it's bad when I get home because I'm bad at buying fruit. Oh, I'm awful at buying fruit. I get, I get real mad and then I fruit ninja in, in real life. <laughs> and just chop that shit up, put it in a smoothie and hope it works. Remember fruit ninja? This is a fruit ninja commercial. Uh, <laughs> fruit ninja made me want to, yeah, fruit ninja made me want to buy so much fucking fruit, bro. <laughs> Do what? I don't know. I was just like, damn, I should like, I was like, what's, what's that, papaya? Like, oh, damn. <laughs> Hey, what's that? A prickly pear? Like, oh, maybe, shit. maybe that's the way to get more healthy food into the into the into their the community. Yeah, that is, they should start. They should start selling like actual blue raspberries. You know, that's an actual. We're, that's a, we're not ready for that conversation. Yeah, you, yet. you're not. You know, that's a real fruit. Sure. Yeah, I knew. I didn't. I thought. I, I thought. I, 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 thought I, I, I didn't know it wasn't just a Kool Aid flavor. Yeah, that's real. Uh, yeah, because I, I was at the because I was at the crib. And I had like a blue raspberry, like airhead or whatever. And I was just like, dog. Whoever decided to put blue in front of raspberry should be worth billions because that shit that was the greatest <laughs> PR like you think about like yeah, like, hey, yo, you want this Kool-Aid it's raspberry flavored you'd be like what the fuck 
does that mean? <laughs> if I was like, yo, I got this blue raspberry, you would dive over the table and be like, Duh. you got blue raspberry candy, bro? Every time you say it, it sounds like young Dro's starting a lyric. So. <laughs> yeah, Dro. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I'm, yo, I miss rap so fucking much, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not subscribing to your No Rap in November. Don't, don't do that shit, bro. I don't know what kind of, I don't know what kind of. Yo, you end up listening to, you end up listening to like Air Supply and just like crying, like, oh my God. <laughs> That's just yeah, but it's like because that's just that's my that's my jam, bro. That's my jam. But anyway, um, I'm gonna ask you now a situation I'm going through, oh, yeah. and I need some help with this shit. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out like what am I going through? That's so difficult right now. Oh, all right. I'm gonna just suggest on our own again. <laughs> it's just gonna be Bobby Brown, no matter what you say. All right. So I'm unemployed, right? I lost my job like last month. Well, I got like a severance and shit, so I'm like fine. But um, before all this shit went down, back in, like, August, September, I had scheduled to get, like, a tattoo. Okay. All right? And that date was going to be November 11th, 11-11. I was like, this is going to be cool get a tattoo that day. But then after I got fired, I was like, should I not get this tattoo? Because it's going to be kind of expensive. Hmm. So, after, with all my severance and shit, I got all that together. And then I also budgeted to make sure that, like, I could afford this tattoo. So anytime I had extra money or whatever, I would deposit it towards that tattoo. Okay. So now when I go, it's not going to be as expensive. Now, I need a song that I can listen to so I don't feel so guilty about spending this money. Because a part of me is like, yeah, you could get this tattoo and it'd be awesome. But at the same time, it's like, you don't know how long you're going to be unemployed for, my nigga. Okay, something something to reassure yourself. Yeah, about a financial future when you're when you're doing something to splurge for yourself. Yeah, like it's one of those. I think that's to me. It's probably like that idea of the leap of faith, where it's like you just gotta know like things are gonna turn out the right way, and um, not to say to be like reckless, but just be like you gotta make the decisions that you know are gonna help you. Like because hmm. every time, because in a little bit of background for me, like tattoos are so important to me and shit. Because before I moved to New York, I used to have this real big fear of like just j- diving in and being like, I don't know what's gonna happen. And I didn't, I never, I was always afraid, like, what's gonna happen in the future? What's gonna happen in the future? So, um, I was like, you know what, getting tattoos, if I get a tattoo, this is permanent. This is <laughs> on me forever. And that's the biggest, everyone's like, I don't get tattoos because what if I don't like it in like a year? And I was like, yeah. that's the same thing I feel about like moving or trying to make any big change in my life. You know? So I got tattoos to like start to embolden myself to be like, all right, at some point, I'm gonna use this courage to make giant leaps in my life you know i i, I respect that I, in, in in a period of unemployment myself i splurged and like bought a piece of art that like i really wanted from like an artist that i really liked and yeah. it's like i was like you know what i'm gonna invest in myself like i'm gonna I'm I'm make money to make that make up for this decision at some point yeah so that leap of faith i got an idea i got uh how about this how about foo fighters learn to fly yeah let's do that shit bro Let's do that shit, yo. That's, I that, that's that's about just going, you know, going out on a limb and just going for it. Yeah, man. Fucking food fighters, bro. H- hilarious video. Uh, no, know, they had great videos. Jack, Jack Black cameos. You know? Ah, Jack Black. That, I, I I feel like Jack Black is underrated. He's this, he's fine, but he's underrated. For his, yeah, because just just off of Tenacious D alone. Oh my god, is in like is is an incredible kind of like band like comedic force that I I was thinking about going to see I was thinking about going to see them perform this summer they were performing in Atlanta but like the same like financial thing I was like I gotta be real judicious about what concerts I go yeah, to exactly. I gotta wait till uh, Tawanda's also at a Lion Babe show <laughs> this is the concert I'm gonna go to I'm gonna follow him around cause we should be together <laughs> we should be yeah, <laughs> he's gonna start stalking me like, that's yeah. like oh yeah, my god no, yeah, now, now I know where now I know where the podcast is <laughs> alright 
I didn't realize that like Dave Grohl was the drummer from Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Wow, it's like, mm, that's like that's wild. Yeah. He's from Seattle. Like, this is. Mm. Listen, you, 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 you went from the drummer to the front man of a, you know, that's that that just shows that he's talented. And he was yeah. like, you know what, I'm a power through. No and it's it's weird to be like the drummer for like one of arguably the biggest artists of in the like biggest artists of that generation. I'd say I'd say like I'd say Kurt Cobain and Tupac are in like the same level. Like for like rock for rock music, Kurt Cobain right. is like at that exact same level. Yeah. And I'm not like that big of a Tupac fan, but I can understand like the legacy and the importance of just like what he did. And Kurt Cobain is kind of like it's the exact same thing. Because who's was, Tupac? Tupac, I think. Um, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was gonna, I, I think, cause I couldn't riff, I couldn't riff, I couldn't think of something. I, I was gonna, like, I think, I don't know. Nah, I think he, I think he played the sax in um, Men at Work. Oh, he was that, he was, he was that dancer for Digital Underground. Oh yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was yeah, yeah. But it was still like Kurt Cobain, man, like his importance and just the idea of just like anytime somebody dies and there's like there's all this mysterious mystery and controversy around somebody's death it's like that's how you know it's like the impact that they had because I feel like people are like they refuse to they don't they refuse to believe this this that, that what happened happened so I just gotta die real mysterious and I'll have an impact <laughs> I know I think you have to I think you have the impact first and then you die nah I'm gonna go the other way with it <laughs> I'm gonna just die real mysterious <laughs> Yeah, like in a, like twenty years, I wonder what's gonna happen. Like the Nipsey Hussle shit. Like they're gonna discuss how he died, and it's gonna be like some oh, like it was Cisco's fault or it was Will Smith's fault? It was Will Smith's fault. It was all Will Smith's fault. It was all Will Smith's fault because he wanted to be the only like because he saw what's he like, he had a whole Aladdin theme about uh, about <laughs> the genie about genie being the genie being a crip. Whoa! Did wait? Did he? Really? He did, bro. <laughs> what up, Aladdin? Cut. <laughs> Come on, Cud. You, you got these wishes, Cud? Alright, Cud. Alright, Cud. We got you, Cud. Yeah, Crip. <laughs> a Crip GD. I can see, and then Jafar wears a lot of red, so I can see the beef. Yeah, I don't fuck, I don't I fuck, can, I don't fuck I, with Jafar. I can yeah. see the beef. Yeah. Whoa. I know y'all are joking, but this might be real. This might be something. It's like, yeah, yeah exactly. And it's like, <laughs> it's definitely real, bro. <laughs> It's definitely real. I believe every conspiracy theory I hear instantly, so I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, the genie doesn't have feet because like he did too much crit walking and shit. Like, <laughs> tracks for me. Tracks for me. Aladdin was That's all just, I needed. Aladdin was like, I want a sick car. No, I want a sick like, I want a sick elephant. Like, I got like, how you spell sick? What you mean? Like, you got the CK on that? <laughs> you can't spell no CK, bro. No, it can't be no CK. It's Agra Bracken. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. He's like, excuse me. <laughs> Uh yeah, did you know you know what I can't use CK in in crypt language, right? When they spell shit, because CK Cause of Louis, <laughs> they don't want to rock with him. Yo, anymore. they yo they did not yo honest uh, crypt. I think crypts really hate Louis for a long time because <laughs> CK because CK stands for when he, they see CK that's that's crypt killer. Uh, that's Crip Killer, bro. So he, he, I'm sure killed a lot of Crips in Boston before. Oh, he t- yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he, dastardly he, yeah, exactly. It was mad. <laughs> um, he shot, he shot whole neighborhoods and shit. And he forced the, the he forced the young black youth of Boston to turn themselves to music and shit. <laughs> and next thing you know, we got New Edition, and then we got Bobby Brown, and then we got On Our Own Baby. That's wow. the wow. full circle <laughs> wow. of all this shit. Let's play this Foo Fighters song. <laughs> Let's talk. Yeah, that's that's what I want. That's what I want out of a podcast. I could talk about Crippin. I could talk about Boston shit, and then we can get to fucking Foo Fighters and shit. That's that's 
that's not versatile. Oh, yeah, man. Get your, get your, get, so you're getting a Foo Fighters tattoo now? Too? Hell that's, yeah, I get a Foo Fighters that's, tattoo, that's, bro. That's the tattoo you're going to get. <laughs> I used to sing this song on uh, Guitar Hero. I was just going to say, that's why I know this song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guitar. Red, yellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is. Mm. This just makes me feel like I have a better life than I do, you know? Yeah, it is. It's like weird because like I used to live in the suburbs when I was um like eleven to eleven to twelve like ten to twelve. Congrats on surviving. Oh yeah, that was it was hard, bro. No cap, it was hard. Just being like one of the only black kids in your neighborhood, people just don't understand where you're coming from. Everybody's nice, but everyone's nice, but they're nice in a way that you know isn't fucking nice. Can't trust them snakes. Duh. <laughs> I remember one day I was like I was riding around on my bike and I stopped at a house to like you know tie my shoe and shit, and this guy walked out. He's like, oh. So you're that like you're the new kid over there, right? And I was like, yeah. he's like, oh, well, it's nice meeting you. And I was like, and I'm on. I was like, how did he know? Because I, 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 I lived like I lived I lived like around like in this call in like this whole gated community or whatever. It was like I lived on the other side. Like how like how did you know? How did you know that I moved here, bro? And no uh, suburb shit, man. Yeah, shit would have this the idea of like angst. Oh yeah, <laughs> suburb because like, I feel like niggas in the hood. And hood shit It's just like you know It's a lot of stress A lot of like anxiety and shit Suburban niggas got angst Niggas don't have angst That's a shorter That's a shorter word Ang- Yeah, yeah <laughs> but anxiety. angst is like But <laughs> angst Angst though That feeling like just like, I, like I'm angry I don't know why I'm angry I can't point it to any It's like I just see my parents And it's just like, like What the fuck Now I'm punching walls I'm punching holes in walls and shit and it's just like sometimes you need to punch a hole in the wall, yeah. man. Sometimes you need to learn to fly. You just need to just get all that energy out, man. Yeah, you gotta like trust. You gotta just you gotta bunker down, like make sure you trust shit. Because I feel like also in the suburbs and shit, like there's so much more access to like drugs and shit. Like, you can do all that shit. Like your people's parents get oh, high and shit. Hell yeah, they're less strict. Like oh, you can go out and do whatever the fuck suburbs you want. Suburbs sound lit, man. <laughs> but it's awful, bro. Because like I know a lot. I know the people I know that are from the suburbs. A lot of them are fucked up to this day. Well, good. Uh, then everybody's on the same page then. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a different kind of fucked up, bro. It's like a weird, like, I don't know. But so that was, when I hear Foo Fighters and shit, I just think about, like, you know, <laughs> shit like that. I didn't need to be down. <laughs> nah, but I, I, I think about shit like this, and I'm just like, I'm glad that, like, I kept, I'm, I'm just glad that I got to, not, it's not, I want to say escape, but I'm just glad that I knew there was something else out there. It's it's good to get a bunch of different experiences and, like, perspectives. And, like, you know, I've, I've lived in the suburbs. I've lived in the city. Like, yeah. I'm glad I've got both, and I feel like I can navigate both worlds without exactly. like shaking like changing myself or yeah exactly yeah. It, it, it takes a while to get to that point but yeah. like with this song right here too what I like and I just like the idea of like the suburbs having like all these like yeah garage bands people playing in the garage and shit like we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get out of here we're gonna be stars and shit we're gonna be stars and it's just like that's the that's the exact same shit as niggas in the hood just rapping with the fucking mattress on the wall and shit <laughs> yeah. it's the same it's the exact same shit bro so I hear this song, and to me, the equivalent would probably be like "Sky's Limit" by Biggie. You know, what? I, I put those two together. I put them together. It's the it's the same energy I'm getting, and something with with rock and shit. Why I struggle to listen to it is that like I don't under like I I, I hear what they're saying, but I don't like you know inge- digest it the same way. Because because the you know the lyrics can be more abstract sometimes, and you yeah. can like put your own interpretation on it, and if you're not. If you're not thinking like, oh, let me listen to the lyrics and understand what they mean, at least like there's like a guitar riff and you can go like, yeah, this yeah. sounds dope. And, yeah, and, but yeah, that's the and, but that's the thing. The guitar, the guitar riff, the drums, all that shit is kind of like instead like with rap, it's kind of like all right, you're rapping on the beat. 
the beat is just like it's there it has a purpose so if the shocker says speak for yourself he does <laughs> oh we can we, we, we could go we could go on i can go on a whole fucking i have a lot of feelings about master v and no limit but i, I got i got a whole bad oh god it's it's so hard not to get into this shit <laughs> It's so hard. Oh, fuck. I don't. All right. No, 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 man. Control, control Shut yourself. Shut up. Stop. If I do this, it ain't my fault. All right. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. Anyway, I'm because I'm, I'm coming back to this now. But uh, it's just like the beat to me, like in, in rap, is kind of like it accompanies the song. It makes it makes the song better. Like it's like it inspires the lyrics or whatever. With rock music and shit, it's more like the band that is that that, that is the song. Yeah. Like you can like so that in the guitar for whatever. It's making you it's making you feel shit and the music and like that like not only say the beat but like just the, just the band playing in that song like you can feel that energy of just like you got like I felt like and then you get a good chorus on that yeah and the, the part you can sing along to mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. and then you're like now you're now you're floating now you're flying yeah. and that shit gives me this that shit when I think about it like when I think about it thoroughly it gives me the same feeling as Biggie saying a nigga never was as broke as me Oh, when yeah. I was broke, I had two pair of Lees. Besides that, he had some, some heartbreaking yeah. shit. <laughs> he did, but it was like sky's the limit. I remember when I was in college, bro. I remember one time, like I was in school. I was like, I was a shitty student, but like I was. So I got like kicked out on academic suspension like twice, and um, the next like I was like, so I had to like take like loose classes to like kind of like apply again. Yeah. So I'm doing this shit, and I'm like not getting great grades or whatever, and I'm like going to the registrar's office to register, and the chick she seen me register for maybe a few classes, and she stopped me. And she's like, hey, um, I've just, I know she's been here a few times. And I just want to say that, like, I've seen your grades and stuff. And I see, like, you apply and you do okay. And you apply and then you do okay. And I'm just wondering, like, are you sure you're not wasting your time? Because you don't, you, I, think, I don't think you should, like, you don't, you don't need to put your energy towards this. And um, at the time, I was very pissed off. I was just like, this is white bitch telling me to quit school. <laughs> and what the fuck? So I remember I left. Take some boldness to say to somebody. Yeah, yeah take some boldness to say to a young black kid, especially. And so, like, I left, and I put my headphones on, listened to Sky's the Limit, like, three times. I was like, all right, no matter what, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to graduate. And I got me through. But now, I listen to that song. I think about that moment again. And um, I look at it, and I don't know if she didn't know me, but if she, had know, if she was like, hey, like, are you sure you're not wasting your time? Because... This clearly isn't what you want to do. If she said that line right there, that would have been the most inspirational shit I'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, are you sure you're not wasting your time because this isn't for you? Yeah, like that's that's that second level of like empathy or like kind of compassion that like was missing from whatever positive message yeah, she was trying to impart. Exactly. It's like the, the, the message I impart was like, yo, you're, you're hurting yourself. And it came across as just like, Hey, you don't belong here because maybe it's like maybe you need to go back to the hood or do whatever the fuck. Yeah, you don't you don't have a constructive suggestion. It's like, yeah. oh, hey, maybe you should uh, come do this. And I think I feel like this come, that, come invest in Bitcoin really early. Or if it's like I'm trying so hard and it's like you tell somebody instead of saying somebody you shouldn't do this, but like you know it's clear that you don't want to do this. And then let them like because it's like I think you don't want to. Not that you can't. I just don't yeah. think you want to because if you wanted to. You would put forth because you you put forth an effort or whatever, and if you say I don't think you want to do this, and they're like I do want to do this, and here's the proof that I don't want. It's like all right, I was wrong. Yeah, but saying you can't do this is just like this is rude. Unless unless you're just trying to be like that helpful like <laughs> reverse psychology you needed. It's like hey, you can't accomplish anything, young black man, and then you go out there and work real hard. And 
yeah. go against the odds and then you're in a Twitter post and it's like you know what that boy was me like you can do the Kamala thing oh man <laughs> or, wait, arrest niggas <laughs> hey however gets you successful you know yeah oh yeah man like that's just so weird and that's that, that to me is a big reason why I like I like music so much is because like I think about moments like that where I was just like fuck like, how am I gonna get through this and the music was just like the good background for that and it was a good like it is inspirational and got me through and made me stronger made me better made me smarter and it made me I just listen to people like talk about shit that I was maybe going through it really like just kind of yeah it kind of worked alright it's nice knowing you're not alone yeah exactly and musicians help with that shit so much and you wonder why people want to be with them (laughs) alright so we got so I got two choices for you either we can go over another person's uh, request or you can talk about something else you're going through or we could just Play your favorite song. Oh, other uh, favorite song. Another favorite song. Uh, I mean, uh, what, what else do we got for other people going through things? What, what's what's we got? One? Um, all right, let's go down. Oh, we got one. We got a great one right here. Hella pensive. <laughs> Hella pensive these days. Also lost a full sleeve of Xanax. That shit just fell out of my pocket. Okay. I never heard somebody call Xanax a sleeve. Yeah, I didn't. Like I, Oreos. <laughs> oh, see, now I get it. Now I see. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a tricky situation to be going through. A little pensive? Yeah, really, I can see how that would make one pence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's stressed out. Like you're losing your shit. You don't know what's going on. And you, and the one thing that you need to help you is now in in the air and goss. Uh what's what's something about losing losing things dear or feeling that you're losing your way? What's what 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 have we got? Oh, honestly, um when I think about losing my way and shit like that. I think about Mike Posner a lot. I like Mike Posner. I like Mike Posner a lot. And I I've saw, I think I've discussed him on previous podcasts. Like oh. he's one of my favorite artists. I haven't I haven't heard like stuff recently, but I remember like when he was kind of like first coming up and popping. Like I'd hear like he'd be like on a bunch of hooks for stuff or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. he's on the layover. And that was like a big thing that he did. Yeah. And then um, hmm, I got this. It's, it's soft. I think about this shit. I'm trying to figure out like a good song about doubt. And that, on the last podcast, we played Mike Posner, but I'm gonna go back to him because he's fucking great. Okay. So I'm gonna say. We go with the song "Only God Knows" off "At Night Alone." This is one of my favorite albums. Came out in 2016, and it starts. The intro is just saying, "Like, hey, this song- I, I lost a bunch of Xanax." <laughs> so the song starts. Yeah, no, his song. Actually, you know what? No, what? No, actually, no. Let's, let's, let's scratch. Let's, let's scratch that. Let's, speaking of Xanax, this, the hit single of that song was "I Took a Pill in Ibiza." Right, <laughs> which you all, we we all heard the com- commercial version, right? No, I don't know. I took a pill in the visa. This how Beachy I was cool. Oh no, I don't think I wrote this right. It's like it, it's, it plays in a club like a lot, but you gotta play. I took a pill in the visa. I'll be in these streets. <laughs> yeah, I'll be at Equinox, <laughs> and they play that shit there. I don't go to Equinox. I don't have Equinox money. Could you imagine unemployed with Equinox money, nigga? Are you, I would lose. My that's money. a different kind of stunt. That's, that's a different. Di- yeah, that's a different. That's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I was really stressed out, I would like if I was really going through it, I'd join at Equinox just to find like a white woman I could live off of. <laughs> hey, you need to have a plan, and that sounds as good as any. Yeah, because I'm not living off no black woman. That's not. I can't do that to her. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's like I remember when I was like, I, like I used to like I had a few white girlfriends, 
People are like, why you didn't? I was like, cause I, I was like, cause honestly, like I'm like unemployed, and, like broke. I don't want to waste a bit. I don't want to waste a black woman's time. The fuck? I don't want to stress her out with my shit. That's. I, I resonate with that sentiment. Yeah, because uh, you're just like, because I, because like, you're so, like, I'm just like, I'm like a piece of shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I want this beautiful black and like, because like, the black women that like me are always like beautiful, and, like intelligent, and like they have like. Anytime, anytime you can already have the arguments with yourself, it's like, yeah, no, I don't do shit. I'm laying around a lot. I could apply myself more. It's yeah, like, exactly. I, I can do all that myself. It's like, what, it's like, I want this beautiful black, like, trying to be like a nurse practitioner or whatever. <laughs> and now she's coming to watch me do a show for fucking drink tickets in front of five people. <laughs> And it's just like, well, then, then we're gonna go home. We're gonna sleep. And like, I'm like, hey, babe, all right, you go out to work. I'm gonna sit and watch Sports Center because that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. It's like, what the fuck? That's the news. Yeah. And then it's like, then I started doing. I started doing better in life, and I was like, you know what? I can date black women now. It's it's that's a good benchmark to kind of have. Yeah, that's why if I was looking. Like, if I see you out with a sister, I know you're doing. Exactly. Oh, is that Dominican? Okay, he's he's working on it. He's, he's, working, he's, getting, he's, he's, he's getting he's getting there. He's getting there. Uh, yeah. I don't know. His credit still might be need some work. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Yo, you see, you see, with a white woman, I have given up. <laughs> Like, God damn, bro. How depressed is he? <laughs> like, shit. What the fuck happened? He's wearing bow shoes? Oh, no. Same with this white woman. <laughs> just like, ugh. Watching Get Out and being like, your parents are just like that. No, they aren't. Yes, they are. So that's your pen- your pensive is, I'm, I, I I don't deserve a black woman right now. That's that's what I'm pensive I know, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. I'm no. like, I'm close. I'm, I'm closer to it. I like, I got, I figured out. Like a black girl, the black girl the other day was just like, you have like a weird like hippie like weed dealer vibe, and I was like, I can date black women with that. You, you know, any any time you know what your brand is, is just useful. You know, exactly. Got to know. Any, any any time you can kind of be like, oh, what's my demographic? Who likes me? Who who do who do I play well with? So you yeah, know. you gotta know that shit. Know but spouse. anyway, let's play. I took a pill on Ibiza. It has to be the album version, not the like, because they make they have remixes that are too poppy. But like <laughs> the remix, the remix are just like, what the fuck? Like, because the song is super sad. Play the remix version. <laughs> you could start the remix version <laughs> no. if you want, and we could switch. Yeah, like, this, this is the rest of the real version. It's just all song. It's like one guitar. It's just like yeah, he's just like playing this guitar and just. I think he plays the guitar too. He's like thirty right now. Did uh, he just like run around the country? Or he something? didn't run. No, he didn't run. He walked. Didn't he just run around the country or something? No, I don't, he, I don't, he, I don't pay attention to the news. No, he, no, he, no, he, like, just he, get no. a little bit of the details. No, I say when I said he walked, I mean like literally, like he like said, "I'm gonna walk." It took him like six, seven months. He got bit by a rattlesnake. Hell yeah! Yeah, got bit by a rattlesnake. What was Uncle Steve Austin doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> I love it because, like, I said rattlesnake without thinking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. But then you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, he was called the rattlesnake. I love Stone Cold, bro. Shout out to Stone Cold. You're my favorite wrestler. You're my favorite wrestler. Uh, when I was thinking about, when I said uh, originally that my, my song was going to be Kiss from a Rose, uh, part of that was because that would that's what I would want my wrestling intro to be. Because the ba-da-da-da-da at the beginning yeah. would be as iconic as the Stone Cold glass break <laughs> like it had the same effect as soon as you hear is that doing 
my god, god. my god. Yeah. That, that, that first note is key in a in a wrestling intro song. Yes. So this this could work too. Just a nice guitar strum, just yep. something to let the crowd know you coming with that fire. <laughs> yeah, listen to this. Listen to what he's saying right here, bro. Right here. This line, I was like, God damn. Yeah. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's so hurt. And then he says, he, then he says, then he says this shit right here. I cut them all loose and works my excuse, but the truth is I can't open up. Uh, oh my wow. God! Just upbeat, just now upbeat daggers. Up, look, look up, look up re- the remix of this song. Just upbeat daggers. <laughs> Yo, okay, no, the, no, the lyric, the lyrics are the exact same, but the beat is so different. And people like people don't notice. People, my life's kind of crappy. I deserve to be happy. It's like, God damn, Mike, you know you deserve goodness. People do <laughs> Molly to this song. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I keep saying you can do Molly to anything as long as you believe in yourself. Like you just gotta try hard. <laughs> just... like, people do drugs to this shit. I'm trying to have a good night. <laughs> people... I took a pill in Ibiza. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same song. Yeah, this kind of goes back to like sometimes the lyrics don't matter. Yeah. You, uh, you know what my favorite uh, kind of example is that is uh, Outcast, uh, yeah. Under Three Thousands, Hey Ya. Like yeah. the, the lyrics of that song are not happy. Yeah, they're not. But people it's, love kind of dancing around. Yeah, he's, he's, he's he's breaking up with somebody. Hey, yeah. Don't wanna meet your mom. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're not. Like, just saying fuck boys, or even like Return of the Mac. <laughs> this is depressing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like like that first night, like you you just want to break up. Now you're gonna go out and try to meet somebody else for the first time. You yeah. that that shit sucks. Like I'm going my first I'm going my first date since my breakup. It's not how you treat a Mac. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> and then at at the, begin, at the middle of the song, there's a woman laughing at him the entire time. <laughs> oh, Mark, look at you singing about your big breakup. She just laugh. It's like it's for two minutes, she's just making fun of him. He's, he's screaming You lied to me Yeah like, you lied to me Just cause he's doing it in It wasn't until way. Fonte Remixed it And I was like God damn They have They did have one of the nicest Covers to that the best. <laughs> yeah. And he did a song With fucking uh, What you call it With Lil B Which was dope Lil B and Jean Grey Amazing Oh man Lil B was so great Before he kind of <laughs> Became a pedophile I did not. Uh, okay. do, you him, do, you, do you follow him on Insta- on Twitter? <laughs> not for a while, but he follows everybody. Yeah, he else. follows everybody, but it's like, hope it's like, it's like, hey, girls, like, right, I love little B on their arms and like, you know, feet and shit. But he he posts every girl that does this, and some people are just like, yo, that girl looks like sixteen, bro. And it's like he does, he just and like he just keeps doing it, and it's just like I don't know what you're doing, bro. Oh, base. You gotta like, you gotta. I you can say you're a base guy, but sometimes you got you got like AO. Just so you know, everyone here is like eighteen plus. I. Right? <laughs> You know, we, all we needed him for was that KD, uh, that KD curse. Fuck it was Kevin Durant. <laughs> Fuck Kevin Durant. I, I, I think that was the last B I partook in. And he was the first person to endorse Bernie Sanders. Yeah, he was. Nice. <laughs> what a career. Yeah, I swear to God, I swear to God. And, and then, and you know, and then now uh, AOC wants to join, jump in on the ba- on the bandwagon. <laughs> AOC, oh my God, God bless her. Well, now yeah. We, now we know the common ground AOC and Lil B have. <laughs> yeah, but yo, um, if you're struggling with you, ha- you lost your, uh, you lost your sleeve of Xanax, and you're really nervous and stuff. I'm telling you, listen to Mike Posner because yeah, while the song is like super sad, it's still just like him just chugging along and trying to get by. And um, 
it's just you can get there you, you know you can get to a better place and be deserving of a black woman so you know <laughs> yeah that's pretty much keep, that's, keep working everybody yeah yeah man shit i'm working on it i'm trying to do my thing but um yeah i think that's i think we're done yeah, unless we could we could I, I, I could play more i could play more songs but honestly like we this wait Let's get back to that. No, we talking about no. We talking about. Oh, I thought six. you were going to ask me to do the Ghostbusters rap no, again. I thought gonna, you were going to too hot to handle no, too cold. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. No, we're talking about Silk the Shocker being off beat. Got the equip, got the proton packs at the back. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, do, you're gonna do it regardless. <laughs> just, I'm just always rapping that in my head. Oh, I hope, I hope Bobby Brown makes money off this somehow. Because <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it, bro. He's out here selling barbecue sauce. Like, come on, dog. Selling pies. Everybody's, everybody's got like thirty jobs. Everybody's got thirty jobs. I'm not, no, I'm not besmirching him. Oh, I'm just yeah. saying that, like, he's work. He's trying really hard, bro. He made some great music. You know what I mean? Usher basically had his entire career. <laughs> hey. I think he discovered Usher or some shit. Like, like they, they've known each other for a long time. But I digress. Silk the Shocker. I and No Limit. Okay, No Limit. I think Master P is one of the greatest business minds in hip hop ever. Yeah. But for some reason, like, a lot of his music. Is just, a lot of the music that came out of that camp is like kind of mediocre. I mean, C Murder is good. Matt, it's like it's just like it's the like the energy and just like all this shit. And Silk Soccer, yeah, he was off beat, but we still like he still had some hits, bro. Yeah, you, 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 you throw him there with Maya or you know some other people. Even, you can get a serviceable serviceable song. Even know? it ain't my fault. It ain't my fault. Did I do that? It ain't my fault. Shout, out to, Urkel. shout out to Urkel. Yeah, that was most. Shout <laughs> I out to Jaleel White got paid off. Yeah, that. yeah. We, we see all this Lizzo, all this Lizzo uproar about right. a stolen tweet. Right. <laughs> where, where are where are the Family Matters residuals? <laughs> from from was, no limit. Yo, family Matters is such a bad show, bro. How dare you? Oh, it was. Grandma Winslow is so sexy. I know you have weird you have feelings about her. Oh yeah, I'm all I'm, I'm more about I'm like I'm all Myra Monkhouse. Yeah, all she day. was cool Myra too. But like, she was cool too. But yeah, like, but fucking Grandma Winslow though, she was freaky. You know yeah, she was. I know, but at the same time, Urkel was just a fucking Urkel was like a creep, bro. He stalked he stalked the shit out of Laura, and he, he he's no even, different than Jim Halpert. So no, we're gonna take Urkel down. Jim Halpert. Is a slug. I don't like that man. Yeah, Jim Halper is a sociopath. I I agree with that completely. But Urkel, talking about Urkel, he like was the, he was there every day. Laura said no multiple times. So did Pam. What? So did Pam Beasley. Yeah. He also said no. But, multiple times. but was was he? Was, that, this is at the, this is at the job. That's an HR issue at the job. But Urkel was doing this at her house. He was doing this at school, and he was always just not. He, he got uh, he got he, he'd always be in the house. Everyone in the house hated him, and no one did shit. And her dad was a fucking cop. Well, th- you just said Pam, and for some reason my brand reset to, to Martin. Martin. So how about this Office reboot? But we replaced Pam Beasley with um, Pam oh, <laughs> with, with Tashina Arnold. Oh, I would, That's the only way I'd, I'd allow I an office reboot. Is if they that. just they just re- redo the show completely, <laughs> just her but just Dwight replace everybody, oh. just replace Pam with with Pam. Oh my god, that let's would make be, this happen. Somebody, let's, please. Let's I just want more black people. And I, I think the, uh, the reason office to me was like why well, I kind of like it is just like what's his, what's the nigga's name on that show again? Stanley. Just the fact that like <laughs> he is the one. Yeah, <laughs> it's that. But 
<laughs> I feel like every show, even if it's an all-white show, they, should, they need to have one black character that just, his whole job is to sit there, or her, his or her job is to sit there and just blank stare and make, or roll their eyes, like, what type of white bullshit is <laughs> so you So you don't want people of color to have speaking roles? You just, yeah, want, like, you just I, want them to be decoration in the background? I want them to be like, because sometimes it's like, yo, because uh, niggas is non-verbal, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you've been in situations where some white shit happens, and you look at each other like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, if, uh, if I'm friends, if Aisha... I think what you want is remember remember that Garrett Moore thing from SNL where he would like retell the news. It was like one oh, of the hard of hearing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where they would just put Garrett Morris in the corner and he'd like re he just reiterate everything that happened. Yes, that's all I need. I think that's what you want in the bottom of the corner. Of every show is just like yeah, because it's like because I understand like some people like because I know like everyone was like oh it's friends they live in New York they don't have any black friends. I'm like have you ever met a white person that lives in the Lower East Side, bro? <laughs> they don't they don't associate with niggas. Have you been by a friend's apartment? They don't. They don't talk to black people. Yeah, Aisha Tyler moved in in like a, like a couple seasons. Yeah, a couple that's what seasons I'm in. If she if she was there and like she's just looking at Rachel, being like, "What the fuck is this bitch's problem?" Or looking at Joey talk, or looking at Chandler, being like, "Why are you skinny?" And then you got fat as shit. Like the next day, like, "Are you on drugs, my day? Like just like grilling, like just and like, looking at Ross. Like I date like. like well, we have a chance. We have a chance with the office. I want, we got to start this movement to get I want, to, to yeah, I just want a black. I just want a black character that doesn't like anybody on the show, but it hangs with them for some reason. <laughs> like, because that's the best. That's like the best shit. Like, yeah, we have white friends, but I, you're in a group of white people and you don't like anybody. So less I have a black friend, more I have a black enemy. <laughs> yes. And then like, yeah, that's, that's, that's my That's my pilot idea. It's going to be niggas. Uh, my pilot idea or sketch idea is going to be like, all the niggas from like white shows, the token black characters, they all just meet up and they just like drink and they just talk shit about like, oh my god, bro, <laughs> I was out with the, you know like my coworkers and shit. I was out and tell me why this nigga Jim again, like, <laughs> he just keeps fucking with Dwight and you, and you know and you know Dwight's crazy and yeah, isn't ain't, ain't Dwight crazy? Yeah, he's crazy, and shit, but Jim keep fucking with him, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't fuck with Jim. And then at the same time, it's just like then it's like yeah, so I was up with my I was up with my new boyfriend. You know you know that archaeologist nigga I was seeing. Or <laughs> I was seeing him and it was like. His why his ex is always there, and yeah, she's and yeah, she, that dude owed a monkey, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had a monkey for a while. I don't know. Like, that dude owed a monkey, right? Yeah, but he's like he's cool. Yeah, my whatever. cousin got a monkey. Yeah, I, I fucks with that dude. I fuck, yeah, <laughs> oh, God, God. But yeah. And so you just you just go down like every show like that. And that's that's what I, that's what I want. I see, want to see them be like, yo, these niggas are fucking terrible. Like, I hate they, they make me fucking sick. <laughs> You see, like, he's like, just like watching all these black characters like take, take, like, take off their like their white voice, or whatever, and then just like, what the fuck? Well, and then one of the white there, there's the universe where that exists for you, you know, one of these alternate worlds that all these black characters are on these white shows, just giving you the truth. Yeah, bro. Oh, that said, I have to like speaking of white char- black characters and white shows. I was thinking about black artists and like uh, predominantly white music. Um, can you play the song Hey Leonardo? I think you know that's or that's the group name. I don't know. I think the song she likes me for me. Uh. <laughs> Which this this song is so like she don't care about my the front man is black. And she don't care Congrats <laughs> and dreads. Good. It wouldn't mean nothing. Yeah. Dog. Oh, is this reggae rock? <laughs> <laughs> it's alternative rock. Oh, it's a few niggas in this group. <laughs> Just a few. 
I hope I hope that was on the poster. For like <laughs> a few niggas. There's a few niggas in this group. That's what oh. I said in Rolling Stone when they came. <laughs> they are from Cincinnati, Ohio. Almost as many stars as niggas. Oh, they, they're, they're classified as alternative rock, pop rock, power pop, jangle pop, urban pop. What? Jangle pop. What is? Um, I don't know. Jangle, uh, or jangle, or jingle jangle, is a sound uh, characterized by undistorted treble heavy guitar, electric guitars. <laughs> jangle is like a sound. Jangle on plug. Jingle on plug. Jangle, jangle, not not jango, jangle. I know. Jingle jangle. All the any yeah. Okay, like, I feel like if I read this long enough, I'm like, they stole this from niggas somehow. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, like the Beatles, like, they stole from niggas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember, yeah, remember this song? Uh, Dropping Fargo reference. Yeah, this song was the yeah, this, this song is the shit, bro. That's the truth. Black frontman, clearly yep. singing. Yeah, yep. clearly, sing, clearly singing about a white woman. Clearly singing <laughs> about a white woman. I think he, I think he made, I think he made this music. Like one day, I'm, I'm, I'm having enough money. To date a black woman. All right, that's our time, guys. <laughs> we did it, Dylan. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thanks, that man. was I like me from here. I hope you like you for you. Exactly, bro. We're out here on our own. Same time. I learned a lot. I'm gonna grow my nostril hair out. Get some get some baby hair gel. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dylan. What's uh, where can people find you online and shit? Uh, the Dylan one on Twitter. L Dylan Uno on Instagram. And uh, you know, just out in these streets. You know. Word, word. Yeah, y'all. Thank you guys for listening again. Shout out to Nick for holding it down. Thank Shout out to Leif. You know what I mean? Shout out to y'all for listening. Shout bro. out to the crew, everybody. Shout out to the crew, me. man. Shout out to yourself. Yeah, bro. Exactly. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to the money from the drugs. Shout out to Cousin Stiz, bro. <laughs> All right. Um, thank y'all so much for listening. This was Tawanda's live request. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. What's up with you? What's going on? Let him know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up, I suggest you to run this live request. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.